This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Um, Again with me today is Deacon Eric Wright and his wife, Maggie. Um, Welcome again. Great to have you you guys. Uh, Let's start with a little prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we rejoice um, in this day and how you are at work um, even now in our life. Um, We ask, Lord, that we always be open to recognize your presence through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Maggie, um, in our last segment, we heard from your wonderful husband, um, Eric, about his own story, you know, kind of how he came to know the Lord, which was largely, it, it seems, at least through his relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to fully understand Eric's story, we kind of have to hear your story. So could you share with us how you came to know the Lord? Well, I grew up Catholic. Um, my parents were great, um, went to Mass every, you know, every Sunday, Did they, you know, um, and we never missed mass, um, but we didn't pray a lot at home either. Um, I went to CCD. That's where I learned the faith from, and that stopped um, when I was quite young. Not because my parents wanted it to stop, but because I refused as I became a teenager to go anymore. I never got confirmed, um, which is a shame at that point. Um, I just didn't believe, you know, and was pretty much had more of an atheistic type of point of view. Um, fast forwarding later, when Eric and I married, I was still the atheist. He was pretty much the agnostic, and so that fit well. We did go to, to church with my mom when she wanted to, you know, to, to Easter and Christmas to do that Easter and Christmas duty. Yes, we were them, the Christers. <laughs> and... Um, we did do that to satisfy her, um, but pretty much that was that was it. And you know, I only did it because she wanted me to go there. Um, I kind of had just an inward conversion where I looked in the mirror one day and realized I was not who and what I wanted to be. And now, in watching my mother in her illness, um, it was an amazing thing to watch because you couldn't tell she was ill. She was sick with cancer. She had metastasized cancer from the breast to the liver. And she'd actually been told she'd only had three months to live, but she ended up living another three years. She told the doctor he didn't know what he was talking about. He said, she said, only God decides that. Um, so she lived her, her suffering was like very joyful. And I remember watching that. That was an amazing thing to watch. And I know that Eric said several times, your mom doesn't even act like she's sick, you know? Um, and then after she died, I do know that in the process as she was passing away, that I remember for the first time ever saying a prayer and asking God, you know, if you really do exist, she needs you right now. Um, so if you, you really do exist, let her die at home like she wanted to die at home. And he made that happen. Um, so that was a, it was a beautiful day. My mother was, um, her name was Mary and she was born on December 8th and she passed away on August 15th, 1995. Um, after that, um, Eric and I pretty much 
continued to flail. <laughs> uh, when you when you experience marriage under a sacrament, it is so different than experiencing marriage outside of the sacraments. And um, there's been times I've looked at friends of mine who have grown up, you know, Catholic, and they started in their college years, and they prayed together, and they went to Mass together. That wasn't Eric and I at the beginning, you know. Um, our marriage really took off the minute we both had our conversions. Um, so I had that inward conversion during that time, and we actually both started looking at faith, and we'd gone to a couple different you know, churches, not necessarily the Catholic church. Uh, one was a Baptist church, wasn't it? And a Methodist church. And um, as when we came up to Dayton, I told Eric, I said, you know, I, uh, I had a Jewish woman that kind of challenged me once. And she said, if you, you know, um, she said, you made a promise to raise your son Catholic, which I did. I kind of lied and did everything I could to have him baptized Catholic because that's what my mother wanted. Um, but she said, you made a covenant with God and, you know, tell a fundamentalist Christian that, and they suddenly go, Oh, covenant. I made a covenant with God that I would, you know, raise him Catholic, mm. but I'm going, I don't believe what Catholics believe. And she said, have you ever read the catechism? This was a Jewish woman. And I said, no. And so her response to me was, I have, and I find nothing objectionable. And until you've read the catechism, I don't see how you can reject the faith of your birth. So I actually started going to an RCIA class at Eglin Air Force Base just to kind of prove her wrong. I was going to go find out, you know, what I was rejecting so that I could continue to reject it, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of silly. Um, God in his providence, in the midst of that, I started out the RCIA class there. But in this providence, we had a hurricane that hit and a tornado that flew over our house. And the first phone call that happened after the electric came back on was a phone call, somebody offering him a job mm. to come to Dayton, Ohio. And he hadn't even applied for it, so we came. And when we came here, that's when I went to Father Reese at St. Peter's, and I asked him, you know, I want to join your RCA class, and he told me I had to redo all the classes I had missed, which I was pretty angry about. Mm. Um, but I did it. I'm very glad I did. It's the best thing I ever did. Um, when I came back into the church, one of the things that he said to me was, if you want your husband to be Catholic, well, he actually asked me, do you want him to be Catholic? Do you want him to come and you know, be a part of your faith? And I said, of course I do. And he said, good, then you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, what? You know? And so he gave me a novena to St. Joseph. So for two years, I prayed that novena. He said, I wasn't allowed to say anything. I had to get up, just go to Mass, you know, take my son. If Eric joined me, great. If he didn't join me, that's fine. And one day after dinner, he's to St. Joseph the worker. My husband gets up, and I said, where are you going? And he says, well, Mark and I decided we're going to go check out Father Reese's RCA class. Mm. And I said, oh, that's good. And he left, and I was doing cartwheels through the mm. house after that, so. Beautiful. Do, um, you know, I um, one of the, the things that kind of struck me in your testimony, which, you know, um, Eric did not include in his, but is, so you were an atheist, mm -hmm. and he was kind of an agnostic. Did you guys have any conversation about God or religion while you were dating? I think you knew I didn't believe. I mean... Very little. Yeah, very little. Yeah. I mean, just... 
And it, so, you know, it's, it's interesting how, how much uh, or how little religion is kind of talked about in the dating process, mm-hmm. or, you know, can very often not be mentioned at all, even from, you know, from people who have a religious identity, you know, that are practicing, you know, that I, um, there's been several people I run into is like, well, I didn't really realize the, um, what denomination they were until <laughs> we started talking about when we were going to get married. And I'm like, all those years of dating and it, you know, the conversation was brought up. It's striking, but, um, you know, I think in, in your experience with your mother and, and, you know, maybe you could elaborate a little bit more on this too, is, you know, you mentioned she, her name was Mary mm-hmm. and yeah. she was born on the Immaculate Conception, died on the Assumption. The role, the role of Our Lady in your own conversion. Oh, she was very much, uh, um, so my mother, when, when I walked into that RSA class there at Eglin Air Force Base, there was a deacon there that I had known when I was a child, Deacon Jensen, and he jumped up and says, oh, I know why you're here. And I'm like, uh, why am I here? You know, I'm going, oh, goodness. Um, he said, you're here because your mother offered all of her suffering on earth for your conversion and the conversion of your husband. And I was like kind of astounded at that declaration that Mm. he made with me. Um, I later found out that my mother had consecrated, not only after my birth consecrated me to the Blessed Mother, but she had also made the Montfort consecration herself. And one of the things that my father brought up to me after I had come back to the church was that her book, and there was a card that she'd always had by the Statue of Mary, and I never looked in it before, but it was her written out, handwritten consecration and her consecration of us, like re-consecrating us to Mary. Um, and it was one year before she died that she did that. So I knew in that that she had, you know, really interceded for me. And so then I started reading about the consecration myself, and that was just... That was monumental for me. I mean, I, I can see Mary's role in my life every step of the way. And she has done so much for me. And, yeah. And, and then you guys at some point moved from the Dayton area to Newark. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, we did. What was the, um, was there a reason for that move or just oh, job? Well, or yeah, yeah. Um, the first time we were actually looking to move to the, the Newark area, he'd gotten offered a job here. And I remember praying, something felt a little uneasy about it, even though I'd come and visited the parish and I thought, oh, it's a great place to be. Um, and so I asked Our Lady, I, you know, if, if this is the wrong thing, then let him come in and express doubt today. And he, who had been so, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving, came in and expressed doubt. And so which I was a little disappointed about. I'm like, okay. Five years later, um, he got offered another job, which was an even better job. And then we came to Newark, Ohio. An amazing thing. So Yeah, and it was there that, you know, your most of your children, I think, were brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the two of you have kind of been pillars there for a long time. Well, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Deacon Eric um, and Maggie Wright. Um, Thank you again for joining us. Until next time, peace and all good.